We start off, we got Hunter with us, junior, second place state last year, third, your freshman year, and then we got Bryce, sophomore, and you got third at state last year, right? What I like about this duo here, you know, freshman year, you was at 106, last year you was at 106. So it kind of just kind of trends, and y'all been practice partners forever, you know. Plus, uh, you know, kind of the lead up to originals last year was interesting to say the least. And then uh, we kind of talked about it on the previous podcast with uh, Coach Rout. You know, while while you was in there going through that that moment, it was Hunter Jackson that was running with you. You know, to kind of get you get that help you get that weight off. What's y'all's memories on that, and how that go down? I just remember I was running and I was over. And Hunter was just <laughs> he was just helping me lose weight and stuff. He was pushing me. He was just helping me and pushing me to get yeah. that weight on. Because at that point, like, the coach, like, it's hard to be around a kid when they're overweight like that because you're panicking. I mean, not panicking, but you're like, you know how important it is. Yep. And, like, most of the things that are going to come out of my mouth are not going to be positive in that situation. Yep. And uh, to have your teammates pick you up like that, I'm sure, is, like, a is a big momentum boost for you. I mean, that really started, what, about 4.30 that morning? I'm sure, yeah. I because mean, it, it's an all-night episode is what it felt like. Because he was in know. the gym that morning. You come got me, then I went in there with him for a little bit. And then we got there, and we're just, just going until, you know, pretty much the last minute, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, Holding at the hotel gym until we possibly could last second to try to get everybody to weigh in, you know, and just uh, one of them things. And, uh, I don't know, it was, uh, it was cool to see teammates come together and go through that. Because, Hunter, I'm sure, like, in your weight and cut situations, you've had kids – older throughout the team or throughout just like your career path that have helped you in situations like that talk about like your kids that you've looked up to growing up into the program kids that have helped you out kids that have helped motivate you or said something like inspirational in moments like that that like help you give back in that instance well uh, I've never been over to the point where like I'm running the day of a weigh-ins right. but I've had kids like Rylan and Diego really helped me like my freshman year when I had to make 106 Diego was always there pushing me in practice and making sure I was not getting sloppy because of how much weight I was putting that's good that's uh and then I don't know I just feel like that's something that just keeps stacking on and stacking on and stacking on and you're kind of going through it this year with little brother you know little big brother having to cut weight and get down to a certain weight and uh Talk about how you just try to be a good example, like in the household with him when it comes to managing your weight and wrestling. Well, um, I try to help him a lot with what he's eating. And, like, I take him up to the gym to run sometimes. When he's, like, struggling, I really help him on what he's supposed to be eating because he still wants to try to eat a bunch of junk food and just run it off, which isn't really how you're supposed to cut weight. Yeah, and kids learn that normally the hard way. You know, they'll uh, do whatever it takes to make that weight and be fueled with the wrong things. And then try to go out and perform, and or you, or you don't make the weight, and then you have setbacks and disappointments, and uh, it's a good lesson to learn, you know, at, at a, a younger age, and uh, it's just a part of the sport. I feel like, especially with you two guys being smaller dudes, y'all cut like significant amount of weights in in your time, you know, to make weight classes and to perform and to make the team better. But now growing into uh, you know, a sophomore and a junior, you guys are leaders on the team, you're examples on the team, even, you know, not being seniors or being that upperclassman, you guys are leaders and look to. And this weekend, you know, you went out and you wrestled pretty much your natural weight, you know, you cut like five or six pounds just to make like a weight class below and go out and wrestle. Uh, how did that feel this weekend? Uh, Bryce, first, how did it feel to go out and wrestle just like your natural weight and to compete? Um, it felt it felt good not having to like cut a lot of weight and I could just wrestle without having to 
don't know, just not. You get to worry about the wrestling, not yeah. the weight cut part, you know. And I think you did a lot of that this summer going to Fargo, you know, going to all the freestyle stuff. Being at every open gym I had, you were in here. You were a gym rat this summer doing things like that. And that helped focus on your wrestling, not so much your weight cut. And now, like, in season here, especially I still consider, like, before Christmas, the preseason of wrestling, you know, you're just getting to go out and compete and wrestle. And finishing third this weekend in a tough weight class with your uh, – with your teammate in it as well. And Hunter, you finished runner-up this weekend. And and like I said, the toughest weight class of the tournament, several state placers, state qualifiers, out-of-state competition. That was tremendous this weekend. Uh, now, Hunter, you just kind of talk about what it was like to wrestle, you know, at, at that weight class and then uh, just competing in the same bracket with your teammate. Uh, it felt good. And it's always like, I feel like competition's higher when you're competing with your teammate, just for bragging rights throughout the room. But I felt good. I felt really fast and just good in wrestling. Even though the kids were a lot stronger, I still felt really good. As far as when it comes to the practice room, like we talked about how y'all been practicing together for, you know, it seems like forever. What do y'all look for in practice partners in the wrestling room, number one? And number two is what do you anticipate when you practice with each other? Well, what I'm looking for in the room is just someone that will push me. I don't want someone that will that's okay with taking it easy for a day and, like, not working as hard as they can so when me and bryce pair up it's always we know we're going to push each other and work as we just want to be the hardest workers in the room yeah just someone that will help me work push me and not slack off that work hard and, and you're someone that's tremendously fast and explosive when you're looking for a practice partner in here like, do you take days where you take people to match that, or do you take a certain person that's way strong one day, a person that's way fast one day, like variety? We're lucky to have a room with, you know, 82 kids on my seventh hour row, roll, ninth through 12th. Um, talk about just being able to switch it up and to, to find different partners in. Like like I said, we've seen you wrestling with Britson and older kids like that and bigger kids, you know. Since they older, bigger. He's, oh, yeah, sometimes I like working with – People that are like fast, so it like helps me with wrestling on my feet. And just some people that are bigger than me, it just helps my explosiveness and just helps on being more faster and just helps me use my speed. And I feel like like your matchup with Hunter, and you're someone that, like I said, you're dangerous on your feet. We're trying to develop our mat wrestling more and more every single uh Every practice, every every week, I feel like I feel like Hunter is a great partner to give you that look. Hunter, talk about how like when you're wrestling somebody like Bryce in practice, you're not only trying to get your personal look out of it, where you're trying to get better. Talk about the look you provide as a partner, you know, and and being able to do that for uh, your training partners in the room. When I'm wrestling, mainly when I'm wrestling Bryce, like obviously I'm looking for my offense, but even when Bryce gets into those good shots and stuff, I'm always looking to create a scramble because I feel like. Once Bryce creates a scramble, he's going to be really hard to stop. So I'm always looking for scrambles out of certain positions and trying to get into certain positions with Bryce. That's a great answer. That's a, what a partner, like, I feel like if you care about your teammate and that's how you're trying to build, like, that's how you should build your mindset when you're trying to be a partner. You get your your personal goal met with that partner, but also you're providing it for somebody as well. As far as uh, talking about practice, but also conditioning, right? So y'all work coming in, you know, what, a week? Yeah. Off football season. Both of y'all uh, are on the football team. Uh, we had a phenomenal year in football. But that transition from football shape to wrestling shape, and y'all just had the bunch of terms this weekend leading into that. But 
how was that? Did you notice any, you know, conditioning problems? I'm sure you did, but what was the feeling, I should say? Yeah, it was it was kind of rough after the first period. Really, in all, my first four matches, I was kind of, I don't know if it was just a mindset thing because I was really tired and, like, feeling sluggish. And then when I got into my finals match, I kind of threw out the window and told myself that I wasn't tired, and I felt way better in the final match. Bro? Uh, yeah, I felt it was like I was I was getting tired a lot during like second periods of my matches, and it was just I was just tired from just not wrestling in a long time and stuff like that. So like transferred over. Yeah, and I mean I feel like uh, losses this weekend to y'all's opponent. Um, y'all both lost to the same opponent this weekend, and a quality opponent. And uh, he's a kid that uh, wrestles year round training you know during football season going to preseason tournaments and like good like he's getting the rewards of that that's tremendous but like i feel like the value we get out of football and you guys getting to go out and do that um they're in a different like position this season right now like a different stage of their building than we are you know we're preseason we're building up we're trying to get our best look after the first of the year you know and uh that was good for us i've talked to my kids all you know the week and a half i've had them about uh being able and being open to go out and uh, wrestle the best competition no matter what our atmosphere is like no matter if we've been in here a week we've been in here a year training we want to go out and wrestle the best starting week one and i feel like we did that this weekend and i was really really proud of our kids i mean Lots of kids in the same weights, lots of kids battling each other, you know, and it was just good to see. Nobody went out there and just laid down. They went out and competed, no matter what your shape was like. And a lot of kids learned, and it's something, like, I wanted to talk about, and I talked to a few kids about, like, they learned even being a week in, like, and pushing their shape, a lot of that's mental. Like, they felt it after the first period, but then once they sat back, took a deep breath, and they're like, hey, I'm in a scrap. Come that third period, I noticed Bryce settled in, Hunter settled in several times, and they looked strong in the third period. Even after the first period, maybe being a little bit gassed and worn down, they found a way to regroup and mentally break through like those barriers. And uh, in the end, you guys are 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. You know, your shape is tremendous no matter what. Y'all are phenomenal athletes. Uh, you're going to be able to push through those. And come February, we'll be where we need to be physically. Cody, this is a question for you. When you're in a match and you feel yourself more tired than usual, what would be some advice you would give wrestlers on how to wrestle through that? I mean, I, I told several kids after matches this weekend, you know, I said, hey, you remember that feeling where everything kind of condensed in, you got tunnel vision and everything was blurry and your arms are numb, your legs got numb? You need to create that in practice. You need to create that in practice through your partners and then work through it there. To, to simulate that situation and then like when you find yourself in that situation you need to rely on the basics of all basics come to our beginner class when I talk about being in a stance and never getting out of your stance and staying in good position and just relying on your training right there no panic I see kids dive in and panic and look for shots when they're tired rely on your training settle in you'll be fine you know that's a uh, it's hard I've been there in several matches and uh Lots of times I didn't do the right thing that I just talked about. And thankfully, you know, I was able to grow into that as a wrestler and uh, figure it out. And as a coach, that's something that I really just try to harp on, being able and take our pride as a team, taking kids into deep water when it comes to those situations. And 
I mean, it's going to happen to us, so we're just, I feel like we're battle-tested in that situation already week one this week, so it was a good barrier to break through as a team. For you two, you know, Blanchard tournament, first tournament of the year, but also there were some in interesting storylines there because we actually had teammates meet up in the final. What was the energy like? How was that going? First, let me set the stage a little bit on what we did this weekend. All right, um, so we took roughly... 30-something kids to go wrestle in the boys' division this weekend, and then we took our girls' team as well. But I let Hunter and Bryce basically draft them into two teams, and they picked roughly 13 or 14 kids apiece, and uh, then we scored them. You know, I wasn't too concerned on team scores this weekend. Like I said, several kids wrestling weights, some kids not in the lineup because of various reasons. So we let them do that and compete within uh, one another, and uh, – that was really cool. Kids were cheering on one another. Kids were making sure they were coaching younger kids up and less experienced kids up. And uh, I don't know, I told Hunter and Bryce and Colin and Ritson and Jace and Shay and them kids that were meeting up against each other, I said, yeah, y'all's matches are important against each other, but it's really important y'all coach up these less experienced kids, these kids that are just getting their first tournament in. Right. That's where your team's going to excel and, uh, and win. And just kind of looking at the results here, I have them. The winner will be team one, Hunter Jackson's team, and uh, Bryce's team came up a little short, but that was really cool to see this weekend. So you guys can just talk about that a little bit. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. It was it was really competitive, and there was a lot of crap talking like throughout the two teams. But in the end, it was really cool because like what Coach Ross said, like I was down there at every one of my teammates' uh, <clears throat> matches to try to – see what they're doing wrong and help them on it so that they can go win their backside matches. Right. I mean, yeah, it was really competitive throughout the whole entire tournament with us uh, competing against each other, trying to get in the finals with each other and stuff like that. So, yeah. So you got to sit in the corner for, uh, you know, our 215 and heavyweight. They met up. It was Colin versus Ritz and Shea versus Jace. And, like, we're fortunate as a team to have really good kids at that weight. So y'all got to sit in the corner and – me and Coach Bake just kind of sit there and let y'all do y'all's things. Talk about just uh, those are all state placers, state qualifier, high-level high opponents. Talk about, like, within a team. I know y'all talk crap to each other and y'all are going to bag on each other and y'all are booing them during the match when they were sitting there looking tired. But, like, just talk about, number one, like, they were out wrestling against each other to win, out there trying to win as hard as they can. And then afterwards they're shaking hands, being buddies. Just uh, talk about how, you know, iron sharpens iron within our team. Yeah, just just pushing each other in through the matches, you know, just being competitive, um, trying to win. It's hard to sit in that corner as a coach, too, when uh, you just you see your kids out there battling. I don't know. I was proud of you guys for uh, pushing through and making the younger kids uh, want to compete and uh, contribute to the team. And that's, that kind of will translate into the second semester when they see how important duels are and how important it is to contribute to your team. I feel like this year in practice thus far, and we hadn't, you know, we hadn't had everybody in here that long, but I feel like the energy is a lot different. I, mean, I talked to, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or we talked about this in the wrestling room. I get them, they kind of blur together sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But when Coach Rao first got here, he made it his job to wrestle everybody as hard as he could and really, you know, make the point is like you go, every time's a battle. Uh, now I feel like he doesn't have to do that because y'all y'all understand iron sharpens iron. I've seen some really good wrestling matches in this wrestling room. You yeah. know, if you're a wrestling fan, you could sit in here and you could catch some really good matches. 
So I feel like the energy is different. Have y'all sensed anything like that? Yeah, uh, I feel like it's just more intense, and I don't know. I feel like every practice, is, the competition is really high. Like we're always trying to be the best, like amongst each other. Like you can't come in here and have an off day, correct? Yeah. Like if you have an off day. Yeah, I feel like uh, it kind of like changed since we won dual state and stuff like that. So, and we know what we got, so we just just practice hard against each other, trying to get each other better to win another one and just win, swim. That's good. To go, I mean, this year is, you know, dual state and, uh, you know, team state, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's I, mean I think our kids are focused on that and uh, – more than anything, I think they're seeing the bigger picture this year after being experienced last year in that, you know. And, uh, like, me and Hunter talked about his tournament this weekend. He wrestled four quality opponents in a row in a row yeah. right there. And uh, all state placers, state qualifiers, you know, good opponents. And uh, last year, we didn't have that until after Christmas, you know, after the first of the year. So I feel like that's tremendous as our team's improving and goals are trying to be met, like, that's what we're setting forth. These uh, matches are important. We want to compete and do well. But, like, come February is when we want to put our best product out there. And uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a good trajectory our team's set for ourselves and experience is helping that now, you know, with, with our goals. Well, Cody, actually, I mean, there's a couple new changes. We got Tuttle. Yep. Uh, and then we got the Geary Tournament. What's y'all's thought on the preparation y'all are getting right before the state tournament, right, with uh, going to Geary. What's y'all's thoughts on the Geary tournament? I think it's going to be way higher competition, like way better kids there, which is ultimately going to help us because, yeah, we might go lose a couple matches, but usually we wouldn't see that good of competition till state time. To see it earlier is going to be really good for us. Yeah, I think it's a good tournament for us to get us ready for state and stuff like that because it has more competition and it gets us better. Yeah, I mean, I talk to kids about, like, I don't want their best matches. I don't want them to see the best of the best at state. I want us to be our best of the best at the state tournament, you know. So wrestling those tournaments throughout the season are going to do nothing but sharpen us for that, you know, and we want to see that. Me personally, one of my biggest faults as a wrestler coming up, I was too worried about losing. And I was so worried about losing when I when I went out there to compete that I, I forgot preparation that mental aspect of going out there and wrestling the mindset in the wrestling right now is i mean it's, it's battle time you know what i mean so going get going in there somewhere like i mean off a week of practice going to blanchard you know what i mean wrestling some killers and, you know and it's going to continue you know what i mean and then y'all got the geary tournament i mean there's a lot of good stuff going on this year man i'm, I'm really glad that i'm around to be a part of it and uh you know, watch y'all battle man i really am i uh i, I second that and uh I'm proud of our kids for growing and developing through that and uh, just kind of leading into like something else I wanted to talk with the boys about. Talk about growing up together in our youth program. You know, talk about how y'all both started when y'all were young kids in our youth program and you uh, were coached starting, you know, with Hunter's dad, you know, in the, the youth program. And then, you know, Bryce, you were coached by several different people throughout that youth program. And I know George was probably a big influence on you when you were um, coming up, talk about just some of your coaches that helped you when you were younger growing up, and then we'll let Hunter talk about it a little bit. Yeah, um, George, yeah, he's he helped me a lot when I was younger. He helped me like work on my shots and all my stuff like that. But Hunter's dad, he just he pushed me a lot, he still pushes me now. But then, um, 
Coach Thomas, Zayden's dad, he helped me like tremendously. Like he, he like really like, he really like taught me like wrestling. Like when I was younger and stuff like that, he really put me onto the sport and helped me like get better when I was younger. I feel like they made like wrestling cool for you, you know, like they showed like your friends around it. They involved everybody, you know, with Zayden and George and all them kids growing up. And wrestling was a cool thing to do in Elgin when you were a young kid. And uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm thankful for them guys that were young. I mean, influences in your life and that helped develop you through the program until I was able to get a hold of you. That's one of the good aspects about Elgin is you have uh, military families moving in. That's just kind of what happened with Bryce here. So you come in, I'm assuming you was friends with Zayden and just kind of just introduced you to it, huh? Yes, sir. It was like, I think it was like one day at school or no, it was after football practice and they were giving like handout sheets for it. And I went home and asked my mom and at first she said no. But then, like, I guess Zayden's dad just convinced her to let me wrestle. Glad he did that. Yeah. Hunter, <laughs> yeah. talk about yours. Um, well, growing up, it was always mainly my dad. He's the one that really taught me everything technique-wise and everything. And then obviously, I had Jace's dad and Colin's dad pushing me throughout the way. They were a big, like, part of my wrestling growing up. And then once I got to junior high, they all kind of stepped back and let Coach Rao take over. And that's where I really elevated because I had the technique, but I never had the uh, the toughness and like this, the hustle to just like go win matches. And that's what really Coach Rao taught me. And that's where I started like elevating my game. Talk about, and, and I see this in you, talk about how thankful you are that your dad and Jared and them did that. You yeah. know, like that's a big step for parents to do that as youth coaches and I feel like all of your you kids like they did a tremendous job of letting go right there and letting us coach like talk about how that changed you and your dad's relationship yeah because um growing up I mean I love my dad and he's a great coach and he always helped me but we would kind of get into it sometimes because like I don't, his way of coaching like I didn't want to hear that from him because it's your dad yeah yeah I, I wanted him to be and like after my matches, I wanted him to be telling me good job, not correcting me on what I was doing wrong. So once he finally really able to like realize that and took a step back and like just let me wrestle and just told me good job and that he loved me afterwards is when I really stopped caring if I lost. And I just went out there and started like letting it fly. Man, that's that's uh that's that's about the best advice. Like I mean, yeah. if anybody wanted to hear anything good right there, that's uh that's really really good and. And I don't know, me and your dad went through a lot of things like personally and with our relationship and like how his growth throughout our program, because he still coaches like he's coaching our junior high. He's coaching our high school. He's coaching our girls. In addition to have a full time job and a family and everybody to take care of, he volunteers his time and bleeds back into this program. And he was a vital asset to us when in dual state last year. I know you sit there, watched him crunch numbers and go through the book and just nerd out on that stuff constantly. And, uh, if we don't have that, we don't win, you know, and uh, just talk about still having him like as that like role in, on the high school team. Like he's not in here techniquing you and Bryce every single day, but he's there for y'all, you know, every other way. Talk about still having him there and how it's nice to have him like he's in your corner sometimes still, but he's there for moral support, you know, in most situations. Yeah, uh, he he definitely helps out our dual team a lot and like, I don't know how he does it. He can break out, like break down every dual team to their best wrestler and their worst wrestler, and 
common opponents and everything and he'll have it written down on papers like sometimes he stays up till one two in the morning trying to break down on the duel we have to wrestle next that's important so, and then going to work that morning at five in the morning you know like yeah. just doing things that are uh that are not required of him you know and i'm thankful i have a lot of coaches that like they're just here volunteer basis or they're barely getting the bare minimum to be here you know and we talked about in our last podcast just being able to pay them back in memories and you know and just times with their kids and i'm sure he wouldn't trade like the dual state championship and being able to be there in the state finals and being able to be there in all those situations for any of that you know he'd stay up for 10 days straight to be able to do that i think any of us would for our kids amen to that well let's go ahead and uh recap the blanchard tournament then get in the final words uh just a recap of the blanchard tournament here uh like i said we took about 30 two 33 kids this weekend to compete in the boys division and they did well we had ended up having uh we ended up having uh three kids uh actually excuse me we ended up having two kids get first jace and uh ritson both went in their weight classes and uh runners up in those weight classes being shay and colin you know and that was uh that was cool to see within our team and uh hunter and dylan lazar finishing second uh, Bryce Martin finishing third, and then uh, Kaysen Meyer finishing fourth. And uh, just to talk a little bit about Kaysen's tournament, I thought Kaysen had, I don't know, out of all those great results, he probably had the most impressive performance in my opinion. I think you guys can maybe talk on that a little bit. He lost his first match to the number one seed, drawn into the bracket as a freshman, you know, gets beat by him and then rips off several matches in a row and gets fourth. You know, that's a – that's a good sign as a freshman at 150 pounds doing what he's supposed to. Um, who's he on your team, Hunter? Yeah. He scored a lot of points for you on the backside, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like that was a that was good to see. And then our girls also competed this weekend, and uh, they finished second as a team, which was good to see. And uh, Symphony and Oana finishing first in their weight classes. Um, Tanaya. And Shandy and Abby all finished in second in their weight class. Uh, Bailey works with third, and Riley Cottrell finished fourth for our girls' team. Um, like I said, it was just a good weekend. We all got matches underneath our belt. We competed, and uh, it was a solid high school like outing, I felt like. We weren't worried about team score or anything like that. We saw some teams within our class. And I think, boys, I think y'all saw, like, competition will be stiff this year. Like, Chickasha is a good wrestling team this year, and uh, – that's fine. That's what we're we're seeking out. That's what we're welcoming. And uh, I think more than anything, that just motivates us to get back in this room and start preparing for what's ahead of us. And uh, I don't know. Our boys are, are hungry to get it done. And uh, the junior high team went to Shawnee this weekend. The Shawnee Duels uh, finished in eighth out of uh, 64 teams yep. and uh, made the gold pool. This is our second year to ever go to that. Um, Hunter, you never got to compete in it, correct? Yeah. You never did? No. no. you were always – previously we were going to the Newcastle Duels, which was, you know, just competition was kind of a step down compared to uh, – it was definitely a step down compared to where we're at now. And uh, we finished uh, the winner of the Silver Pool last year. Bryce, you were a part of that team. Mm-hmm. Competition was great and just kind of a step up this year. So that was cool to see, you know, and uh, it's good for our junior high. And then we're just back in action this week with uh, our Weatherford duel on Tuesday at Weatherford. We'll run a youth duel, and then we'll have our junior high duel, and then we'll have our high school duel with some girls competing within and out throughout the uh, lineup. 
uh, with some exhibition matches probably throughout the night. Then finish this weekend with our junior high tournament here on Saturday, sixth through ninth grade, two divisions. High school will get a good like end of the week just preparing for the next week coming up where we have a home duel and then we have another duel and then we finish out the semester with the tournament in Weatherford and then start preparing. Or right, then we have a duel on that Tuesday with my brother in Comanche. And then we start preparing for Christmas practices and everything good after the first of the year. Uh, Shawnee duels went pretty good. Unfortunately, they had to move because of the tornadoes last year. But uh, where they got it now turned out really good, man. It turned out really good. Good competition. They got the competition that they can anticipate in the future. You know what I mean? I think just like the last thing on that, too, is like when we talk about wanting to meet this level of competition with our high school and everything, we're taking it to a different step even at the junior high yep. level. No, those kids are seeing it at the junior high level. That I mean, you guys weren't – you, Hunter, probably weren't fortunate enough to see with your team just because we weren't grown into what we are now and we, we didn't have those availabilities. So, like, I think it's a, it's a good step for our program to take. A final words? You go first, Hunter. Talk about just like with your final words, uh, your goals for the season, uh, your personal goals, your team goals, and just uh, what you want to do to have fun this season in the room. My my personal goal is probably this year. Usually every year I'd say just to win state, but I really don't think they're to win state this year. I just want to go out there and have a good season and hopefully beat some really good kids. I just want to – I feel like I'm treating state too big, and when I get into those big matches, I'm like, oh, I can't lose, and I shut down my offense. So this year my main focus is just I just want to go out there and really just wrestle, like stop worrying about all that stuff. So my goal is just to go out there and wrestle – have a good year and be some good kids and then my team goal would obviously I want to win dual state and I want to win uh individual like or as like a team title for individual state I want to win both those as a team and I just really want to elevate and keep working hard in the room and hopefully have our whole team have multiple state champs at the individual um my personal goal uh first I want to I want to go win Gary and that's a big goal for me, and win matches there. When we get ranked in the nation, then I want to win state too. And then for team, I want to go beat Tuttle. I want to beat Tuttle. And then I want to win dual state again, obviously. And then um, win that that state tournament. That's a big thing. I want to win the state tournament. That's awesome. I love hearing our kids like have big goals, like. My vision always, like, when I first got here is to have kids that believe in stuff like that. You know, at first I just had kids that believed they could go out and wrestle in a match. You know, I can go out there and be brave enough to wrestle in a match. Now my kids come in with the highest of expectations, and, like, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that's, like, what we've grown into. That's why I work so hard at this. This is why I sacrifice so much of my time and mental sanity into these kids sometimes because I love them and I'm proud, like, of the steps they're taking as young men. You know, to to not just be comfortable as athletes, like they're trying to grow outside of the box. And like, if you ever really want to be a real happy human when you get older, like you can't be content. You always want to be doing something that pushes your uh, boundaries, you know. And uh, I'm glad that they're starting to see this at a young age. And uh, it's just it's something new that I, I have as a coach, like having these high level uh athletes and wrestlers, you know. And uh, I've always had some, but now I've got a lot of them, and they've all. Uh, got big goals and that motivates me as a coach like to work as hard as I can for you guys and to do everything I possibly can to uh to, to pour into it and I know you coach Bean and just with this podcast and the availability 
you, you pour back into them as well and everybody else on this staff that really loves these kids and loves this school. Go out. What's up, Dom? Good. What up, man? Not much. But you've been coming in here and practicing, like, on your break time. What what have you noticed different about the rest of the room, like the energy? I've noticed a lot of guys have started taking, um, have started taking last year, like, almost as, like, a confidence booster into going into this next season. I can just tell from the way a lot of, like, the newer guys are coming up, they want to prove themselves. And the guys who are here are just feeling that confidence of that that dual state title and not even just that like all the other tournaments that we won like it wasn't just dual state like we were the top dog a lot of that year in 5a for sure and i feel like a lot of these guys are going to start carrying that on i've been uh been excited to see what they're going to do these next few years like maybe be the next collinsville like how they were on a dominant streak you know we've got a lot of dominant kids like hunter bryce ritson colin shay jace just a lot of studs that if Braxton, somebody goes out yeah Braxton and all these new guys coming in Talon we got a lot of guys that can really make a name for themselves coming up so I'm excited to see what these guys do I think they uh, have a lot more confidence under their belt yeah I was thinking about the other day like what like some questions I would ask you and stuff but what what's like some difference that you notice between high school practice and now practicing in college in high school practice um there's a lot more hanging out that goes on and think what goes on in college. Like, what do you, um, what do you explain that? What so, kind of like in everything, like just the way, like in college, we don't really, we talk a little bit before practice, but then after that, there's not much talking until you get to the locker room, like at all for the whole practice. And as well as in positioning, like we don't hang out in ties. We don't, you're always getting moved, you're always getting snapped, you're always getting faked on. And in college, I've noticed everybody has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder everybody's just as good as you are everybody has that same that same drive to work just as hard as you if not harder so there's a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder in college where they they want to take you out compared to being in here it's kind of like we practice we work hard we grind versus i want to take you out i want to break you i've, I've noticed like like this year especially well that's what we was talking about earlier cody which what's some of the difference you 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 remember from college days in high school just we talked about before a little bit like I'm kind of providing a different service than like the college coaches are you know I have a lot of kids in here that are in here just for different beneficial reasons not just physically or, or you know they need to be in here because they need to be a part of something they need to have something in their life to get out like an outlet you know and uh, it might not be at like the most competitive level you know and I'm still providing that for a lot of kids in here at the college level you know it's business, you know, it's kids that are there because this is what they're dedicating their life to, you know, and like you don't go to college to wrestle if you don't dedicate like a certain percentage of your life to. And if, and if you want to be successful at it, the percentage you have to dedicate is like it's very sacrificial. I feel like like you have to sacrifice a lot of things to be a successful college wrestler. And uh, like throughout my career, I think I found like kind of a medium ground with that, you know, like I saw not putting in the most most effort and getting the results that I didn't want and then finally like being able to finish out with some of the results I wanted by putting in need to be put in you know to uh, to get those at the college level like it's hard it's hard to wrestle at the college level
Yeah, I know. Like we've talked about that before. Sometimes in here, we're just creating good human beings, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times that's it. And then still, like at the college level, like my coach helped create me into a good human being at the college level. But yeah. like I said, I was there for different reasons than like some of these kids are in here for now. And uh, I don't know. You still find like a certain degree of kid with that in college, like. They're not going to be in the lineup. They're not, like, an immediate threat to, like, getting after it. But, like, they need to be in a room. They need to be working. And uh, that's good. Like, some colleges still provide that outlet for a lot of kids. And uh, it's just the competition level is a lot steeper. Because, right. I mean, when I was in college, I saw 30-year-old dudes try to walk on, you know. And I'm still you still see that, like, guys that still have some eligibility they think they can come out and do it, and you'll see them in preseason, and they're like, holy crap, like, it's hard. And I couldn't imagine going back now and trying to get through, like, a preseason and stuff and just being able to grind through it. It's uh, it's different. And those are fun, though. Those keep you humble, I guess, because <laughs> you'll see them dudes come in, and they can get after it still, but, the uh, like, they might go out and get you in the first practice or two because, like, man, they can still wrestle, but – the grind and the longevity of doing it day in and day out is very, very hard. What uh, is there any examples of guys that they come back later in their career and it's succeeded? I know there's one out there because I've read about it before, but I can't oh. think of it right offhand. Wayne Cole is the one I think about. He was a UCO wrestler, and I don't know exactly the story, but like he was something like that where he took some time off, came back, and was successful. And uh, I don't know if I, I know there's several other ones and. Uh, Normally, you don't see more than like a year layoff, and then people come back and compete. Terry Brands, I guess, did it when he lost in the Olympics. He took took some time off and retreated to the mountains, and then came back and got after it. That's something I like to do sometime. Feels like <laughs> I was waiting for that power bar to hit, dog. Yeah, Gone. yeah. Y'all hear me? Uh, Y'all won't see me. <laughs> <laughs> the layoff of. Uh, not being an actual like wrestling competition and the wrestling like season grind, like it's hard to come back from. Yeah, we got a few guys up there. We got um, one guy, Dylan Lucas. He was a All American last year. He took third. He's like twenty eight right now, and he took a couple years off. We have another guy. I think he's thirty. Sean Streck. He was a national champion last year. He might even take this season off and like wait a little bit. He transferred out of Purdue. I think he's like thirty years old and. Like, when you get against a guy like Dylan Lucas, like, I was confident in being able to hang with him. Like, even on my feet, like, he doesn't just completely kill me. But when it gets top and bottom, I've noticed a massive difference in college. And top, like, I can ride out for a minute, but once they start sealing off, like, there's nothing you can do to get back inside. Once he gets your wrist, you're probably getting tilted or rolled. Like, you have to figure out a way to seal these guys off or they are going to pick you apart on bottom. And even I'm noticing, like, your, your higher-end high school kids and, like, our kids, like, if you can get to a wrist, you better be turning somebody mm-hmm. because it's just you're too dangerous right there. And then the same thing on bottom. If you're sitting down there and somebody gets your wrist, you're screwed if you don't, like, do something immediately and take care of that. They're done, especially even if you get that wrist out, like, boom, they're going to cross-face you up right when you get out. If you try to stand up, I don't think I've ever been Matt returned so many times before just from just standing up, just yeah, not people, having risk control. They want to they want to win. The grind's mm-hmm. over and over and over in college. And when I get in here and you've heard me get on a tangent about returning people to the mat, and I say it doesn't matter if you have to do it 150 times, like it's real in college. It's I'll real. Do it good to you, you know, just because people want to win that bad, it's their life. When you dedicate and you make those sacrifices that we talked about, 
you'll do anything to to hold on to it. As an older guy, right? Like it's really easy to look back and think of the stuff you should have did better. You know what I mean? But as a uh, a younger guy, but in college now, what are some things that you wish you did different in high school to be better prepared for what you're doing now? I try to tell these guys a lot, and like I really thought I could. Uh, I really thought I was disciplining myself senior and junior year. Once I got up to college and seeing like their discipline levels, like man, they know they know what they're eating every single day at what time. Like they have their exact meals planned out three, four days before, um, weeks before. They eat the same thing every day at this time. They have a gallon of water at eight o'clock a.m. and then this at that time, and just really having a plan for your day the day before, two days before, having a plan at your tournament, like what you're gonna eat after weigh-ins, like exactly what you're gonna eat, how you're gonna warm up, who you're gonna drill with, um, things like that. Like, I feel like that's where I lacked in high school because sometimes I'd have a really good tournament and I'd, I'd turn up and beat really good guys. And then the next week I just would have a slump week and it'd be state or something. And it's just that inconsistency, I think in my home life, I should have been hopping on that earlier. Yeah. having that discipline I feel like would have made my wrestling a lot more consistent through the year it's where really good, it's really good advice because it's true like it's being able and that like kind of what brings me back to things I still struggle at is like how I still try to plan out and have just a rigid schedule throughout my life and sometimes I'm resistant to the idea of that and I rebel against it just because I've lived such a life like that and uh I don't know. In wrestling, though, that's what it requires. That's what it requires. It requires a uh, 24-7 type of commitment where you have to live that lifestyle. You just have to. You know, it can't be a Sunday cheat day in, in wrestling. You know, you can you can relax on some things and, like, rest and take things easy, but you still have to, like, fuel yourself for the next day, for the Monday that you're going to go back and go back to work. If you take that Sunday, just filling your body full of bad things, like, that you're technically losing two days. You know what I'm saying? You're not just losing that Sunday of rest and training. You're going to lose that Monday because you're not prepared, right, to train as hard as you possibly can. Then on Tuesday, you might get to train really hard. And then on Wednesday, you have to back off a little bit because you wrestle on Thursday. So you only got like one day of training in that week instead of uh, just consistent training. Yes, yeah, like that's one of my biggest problems right now is it's playing stuff out. And I think, and I, I know what the issue is, like, you know, I did 13 years in the military, and somebody tell you everything you got to do and when you got to do it. You have your whole life's planned out for you, you know what I mean? You have to, you know, plan to have a baby pretty much. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's deployments and all that stuff scheduled around it. You know, you have a baby home with your wife for three months, and you deploy, and you come back, you know, and just different, you know. So now, you know, being, being a civilian, man, I just hate to plan anything out, you know. Mm-hmm. I just... And even as a coach, like as I grow and our programs grow, like that's why I'm up here on Sundays, like planning things out still for Monday because we have a duel on Tuesday. And like first off in my career, like I didn't do it as much. Like I didn't plan it like I should just because, I mean, basically I didn't know how, you know, I had to grow into it and learn a lot of things on my own. And uh, now that like we're growing as a fully functional program that sent, 50 kids to wrestle youth this weekend. We sent all those kids to junior high. We sent all those kids to high school, boys and girls, you know. It's just being able to plan travel routes, being able to plan bus drivers, being able to plan food for all those kids, being able to plan coaches, being able to make sure kids are down to weight. It's uh, it's 
it's good that I had that upbringing as like a college wrestler and I'm, I'm able to discipline myself to do that. And that's good that you had the military and your upbringing as a wrestler to help do that. But yeah, it's hard because I want to rebel against it a lot. I want to just be free. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I feel like um, that when I was like, when I am feeling like free like that and I'm not doing the things that I'm supposed to, I feel like it pulls my confidence away. Like, I feel like I get more confidence in knowing I do everything right versus like when I'm out on the mat and I'm not doing something right, it's like, it kind of eats at me. Like, should I really win this match? Like, am I really doing everything right? Especially at the higher level when you get against somebody that's equally as good as you, like that guy, he, if he's doing everything right, he believes like I'm really doing everything right. I'm sleeping at this time. I'm eating everything right. I'm, I'm not going out and partying and hanging out with friends all the time. Like, even if you have like a bad practice, dude, like if we have a bad practice, I see guys come in the room at eight or nine o'clock. Uh, we'll have a bad tournament and I'll see guys in there the next morning. That's a big thing I didn't see in high school is guys getting in the room the day after a tournament. Like that's not very heard of, but guys will be in there six, seven a.m. before class to just because they had a bad practice, just because they had something bad, just to get that confidence back in them where it's like, I need to be doing everything right. I need to figure out what went wrong here. Yeah, the wrestling karma is real when it comes to that type of stuff. Like, if, if you're living a right life and you're doing things right, like, I feel like you get rewarded in a lot of things. And sometimes it's not success. Sometimes it's not success, and it pays off in other ways. But, like, the wrestling success comes with a lot when it comes to that, like, doing all the right things and making sure that your life aligns with your goals. Completely. Completely. Just wanted to... Wanting to bang heads with guys, man. Like, if you want to wrestle and this is something you want to do, like, you have to be able to want to bang heads with guys. You have to be able to want to sacrifice things. Like, it doesn't even become sacrifices at that point. I just know it's just building confidence to be able to want to go out there and bang heads with somebody. Yeah, because when you don't train and you don't do things right, you, it's just what you said. It casts a doubt into your mind. And when you ever doubt your shape going into a match, you're gonna you're gonna get out of you're gonna get winded. You're gonna get that tunnel vision we talked about because it, as soon as you cast it into your mind, that's when it creeps in and happens. No matter how good of shape you're in mentally, you can take yourself on a really bad roller coaster uh, physically if you're you're not mentally sound. And the way I found and the way that like I see as a coach is to prepare yourself correctly, and you'll never cast that down in your mind, and like you're never gonna get tired in a match. I never got tired in a match until I got into college and did not prepare correctly. Then I got really tired in those matches, but then I figured out, like, all right, don't do stupid things and you won't get stupid results. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple sometimes. Yeah. Okay, well.